0: It's time for the Alpha Wealth Hour, presented by the Alpha Wealth Group, the show that helps teach you how to make the right moves with regard to investment planning, tax savings, and estate protection. Are you ready to better understand the financial chaos? Here's your host, Tom Fortino.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Alpha Wealth Hour. I'm your host, Tom Fortino. I'm the principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group. If you want to get a hold of us, you can always call us at 630 934 18 Fifty-five. That's 630-934-1855. You can always go to our website, alphawealthgroup.com. That's alphawealthgroup.com. Boy, a lot happened this week. It does every week. But I mean, we got to just kind of, I like to sometimes call this noise. Yeah. Okay. The Fed stood pat. Jay Powell had a lot of comments. So what? I mean, we just had to be careful. You've heard my, my discussion that we'll get into that a bit. Oh, real good news. The national debt hit 33 trillion. Yeah. Pop the champagne. Anyway, that's called sarcasm. Today, we're going to get into some stuff. I always want to get positive stuff. <laughs> that isn't too positive. But we're going to talk about deadlines. What do I mean by that? End of year deadlines. You know what? Be honest. How many of you, whether you were getting to an appointment or you were looking at your calendar and said, oh my God, it's October is right around the corner. I did. because I was <laughs> so. Uh, this is how it works. We're going into the fourth quarter. So I want to talk to you about end of year ideas, things that you have until the end of the year. Sometimes we procrastinate, and we want to have um, deadlines to make us uh, make us maybe be a little more motivated here. Roth conversions, you have until the end of the year. Max, maximizing or maxing out your employer plan, you have until the end of the year. I'm going to also talk about after-tax 401Ks. Required minimum distributions, whether you have an inherited IRA prior to 2019 or you're an individual at this age 72, You have to take required minimum distributions or it's a 25% penalty. Health savings accounts, you have to do them by the end of the year. You don't have to fund them till till next year. Gifting and on and on. Charitable contributions. We could go down the list. In fact, I have a report called the end of year report. You can use this as your guide. So I'm going to offer that in a second. Um, But I'm going to give you some specifics on that. What's going to talk about? Well, as I said, October's around the corner. What does that mean? Social Security is going to come out with his Cost of living raise. Um, and they're saying uh, Social Security Administration's following year, the rate is applied to checks that will be distributed going into the next year. Now, last year was 8.7, which is insane. When you got these uh, people running this country, of course, they just uh, they keep bankrupting themselves. But anyway, 2021, it was 5.9. So here's the point, again, with Social Security. I want to talk, I'm going to get into this in a lot more detail. But when you look at your benefit today, Let's say your benefit is $2,000. Next year, depending on what what is going to be, let's say it's 5%. I there's estimate it's, it's going to be between 3 and 4%. But if it's 5%, your estimate's going to go up by 100 or your monthly benefit's going to go by $100 a month or $1,200 for the year. And that compounds each year. By the way, the delayed retirement credit to 8% is on top of the cost of living. We're, again, we'll get into that. Stick around. We have I said, we have a lot to get into today. And then we're going to talk about um Maybe I, I, I want to get into a couple of meetings I had this week. I think they're instructive, illustrative, and let me figure out another uh, insightful. There we go. Alliteration is always the way to go. So let's get into some of these end-of-year planning ideas. I mean, this is critical to your planning, right? I always say there's these are moves you can make prior to December 31st. If you do not make them by December 31st, a year has come and gone. Moreover, and in the second place, as I like to say... Um, we have the tax cut and jobs act. Um, We have after this year, end of 2023, you have 2024 and 2025. That's it right now based on current law, right? So with these lower marginal tax brackets and historically they are lower. So we want to take action, man. We can't, we don't want to sit on the silence. Let me get right into it. I mean, um, you know, procrastination. This was interesting. According to Joseph Ferrari, he's a professor of psychology at DePaul in Chicago. How about that? He wrote a book on this. Uh, Around 20% of U.S. US adults are chronic procrastinators. Are you aware of that? I don't know if that falls in. There's two types. So which one are you? A passive procrastinator? I love this. Or an active procrastinator? You know what a passive procrastinator is? They delay the task because they have trouble making decisions and acting on them. An active procrastinator? They delay the task. They delay it purposely. Because working under pressure allows them to feel challenged and motivated. That's kind of crazy. But anyway, let's not procrastinate. I don't care if you're an active procrastinator or a passive procrastinator. So let's dig right in. First thing I talked about, and you hear me talk a lot about these tax-free ideas. By the way, I'm an investment advisor rep. I'm a licensed insur- insurance, long-term care annuities, uh, life insurance, all that. So I'm, I'm really um, on both sides, whether it's on the side of an, an active money manager or on the side of these fixed things or insurance products. So I've been doing this a long time. But I do talk about tax planning because, you know, as I I say, that should be part of your plan. It's not about growing a pile of money and picking at it. So there's there's seven ideas in my tax-free report. Some of these don't apply to end of year. So I think four of them do. Uh, Let's start with Roth conversions. You hear me talk again about this. Roth conversions, let me just begin with you can convert uh, any amount at any time at any age, right? So if you have a million dollars in a Roth, you can convert it all tomorrow. Have at it. You'll pay all the tax, though. You'll get a 1099 next January. You'll go on your tax return. You'll pay the income tax, whatever the rate is. So when we talk about doing Roth conversions, okay, this is where we talk about being smart about our planning. Imagine if you could start incorporating this into your planning. You do it this year. You do it next year, 2024. You do it next year, 2025, in these marginal tax brackets. And God willing, we're going to have someone else in the presidency where we can maybe keep these tax rates uh, at a decent rate. We can do it going forward. But this is what I talk about forward tax planning. So let's say you have $100,000. You don't have to do it all at once. You can do $20,000 a year for five years. And that's why I want you to understand one other thing, and that's tax brackets. We don't want to be blindsided. So I'm going to offer this end of your planning packet. It gets into all of these ideas, which I can't get into all of them today. I will also include the, the, the uh, tax table because I want you to see this. What do I mean by that? If, you are, if your income is $100,000, and you convert 20,000, right? Um, You're in a 22% marginal tax bracket. That's just a fact. As I'm saying as a couple, it just, it's not my opinion. That's just true. So if you convert 20,000, 22% of 20,000, fairly simple math, that's $4,400. You will have a tax bill of $4,400 to move 20,000 that will never be taxed the rest of your life. Okay. So I just, I want you to understand these things. So you're not, you, you get where, where the tax liability is. This is separate from contributions. Contributions, while they should be made, can be made up until April. You shouldn't procrastinate on those either. But I want you to understand how these conversions work. Um, You're basically putting money to tax-free. You're lowering your required minimum distributions because you're drawing down your IRA. You may be be getting more of your Social Security tax-free in these cases if you start doing some of this. And guess what? Your children inherit it tax-free. So there you go. Let me offer that packet. Um, it's going to get me all the end of your planet It gets a lot more ideas. I'll include the tax table. And if you want something specific, please let us know. The number six three zero nine three four eighteen fifty five six three zero nine three four eighteen fifty five. 630 934 1855. 630 934 1855. Whether you're an active procrastinator, I guess if you're an active procrastinator, you're going to wait till December to do some of these things. Or a passive procrastinator. Either way, don't be a procrastinator. So if you want the information, again, this is something that you can do pretty much every year. Okay, it's like pull it out, end of year, let's do some things. 630 1859 for your end of year planning checklist. Um, it's the guide that has all of these ideas, and I'm telling you, there's going to be a few on there. I'm pretty confident that will. Um, and you know, the other good thing about this is you become engaged. You start to do these things, and you start to be aware, and you understand your tax bracket. And you start... It's very positive stuff. That's my opinion. Okay, the other thing, so Roth conversions, I talked about those. And remember, there's no income limits. Anybody can do that, as I said. You do any amount at any age, at any time. And so even if you've done one early, you want to do some more. I would even say this. For those of you that haven't done a conversion, you're a little, you know, and I get it. So, wow, okay, I got to move money from one account to the next. Um, from a, like we say, as Ed Slot will say, from forever taxed to never taxed. Do 5000 do do five, 2000 whatever. And then you can see how the process works, and maybe you'll see, not so bad. Instead of, you know, the rip the Band-Aid off, you can do a little bit at a time and get comfortable with it. And then maybe next year you're going to say, not so bad. I'm going to do a bigger amount. So any amount you can do, in my opinion, is a good thing because every penny is yours. You, you know, the government now doesn't get gets grubby hands on that. That's nice to look at a statement and say, you know, all this is mine. Now, again, conversions, not contributions. I'm not talking about contributions. Contributions or 75, if you're over age 50, which I want to talk about that two milestones. Anyone, if if next year, we are talking about end of year, but next year, if you're turning 50, you can now put more into your 401k. You can now put more into an IRA. Are you aware of that? There's certain milestones. When you hit 59 and a half, there's the tax penalty goes away. Uh, I'm sorry, the tax penalty. The penalty on taking money out of retirement accounts goes away, right? There's that penalty on top of the tax. It's 65 Medicare. It's 67 full retirement age. Again, we can go down. There's certain milestones in life. That at 62 you can start taking Social Security. Wouldn't suggest it, but this is another thing to think about. I'm getting closer, one year closer to retirement. So, I want to give you ideas. I'm an idea man. You know, it's like that. Um, I quoted it before, Michael Keaton, remember in Night Shift, where he said, "I'm an idea man." Right? You don't, uh, you don't put mayonnaise in your tuna. You feed mayonnaise to the tuna. See, That is an idea. Anyway, um, so we have other ideas. So I did want to get into this other one. Um, 401ks, you have until the end of the year. Don't procrastinate. You have until the end of the year to max out your 401k plan. What I mean by that is you can go up to 30, again, if you're over age 50, if you're under age 50, it's 22,500. If you're 50 or over, it's 30,000. Have you taken advantage of that? This is one of the, the one of the biggest or best um, uh, one of them that plans out there that allows you to put a large chunk of money. And by the way, you can do Ross too in your 401k. Almost all plans offer that. You want to check on that, but you have until the end of the year. So if you call your 401k plan, don't procrastinate, you call your 401k plan on Monday, say, how much have I contributed? You may be surprised, right? Um, I have people say, you know, well, let me, you know, I put in 10%. I think I put in five. I don't really know what that means. Okay. Again, if you're, if your contribution is 10% and your, and your, your, your income is a hundred thousand, again, there's the math you're putting in 10,000 a year. Now there's a match too, which you need to find out what that is, but <clears throat> you can put in more, you can accelerate, right? That's why I'm saying, let's not wait. Cause then you can say these last three months of the year, put in 20%. I want to take more money out. And let's even take it, as we like to say, to a whole nother level, put it in a Roth. So more tax-free. I've got another idea coming up here in a second. But if you want this end of your planning, do you see how this stuff starts working? Um, we can talk a little bit about the market here in a minute if we get a chance. This is separate from that. You still have the investments in the 401k. Yes, you do. But, you know, why? let's try to maximize this. Let's start to use some, do some Roth conversions. These are just ideas you have until December 31st. If you want this end of your planning checklist, again, I like to include the tax tables. I, if, there's going to be some takeaways from today where you'll be able to say, if I say to you, what's your marginal tax bracket? You'll know. It's important for a number of reasons. Obviously, you should know. Um, am I a 22? Am I a 24? Am I a 12? You know you're in a 12% tax bracket up to $90,000. Anyway, of taxable income, not gross. So if you look on your tax return, when I send this to you, here's another uh, challenge want you to pull out your 1040. I'm sorry. Let's now do our uh, wait and look at your, it's taxable income, not gross. That is your taxable income. And look at the, look at the tax brackets. Now, you know where you're at and what, how much you can take out and stay in that tax bracket. Anyway, give us a call. We'll get this out to you. And as I said, I will include the tax tables. If you want something specific, I'll also include the tax free ideas. If you like that uh, other ideas, in addition to this end of your planning checklist and so on. Worksheets, 630 934 1855. 1855. You can always go to our website, alphawealthgroup.com. You can download information. You can um, sign up for one of our classes. We have a class coming up this week. Always get a great response. The New Reality in Our Retirement. That's the name of the class. The New Reality in Our Retirement. And so if you want to attend, you know, just like the information, there's no cost or obligation, and so we get into a lot of this stuff in more detail. We have more time, so um, I talked about just a few ideas here. We have more to get into, of course, a lot more. And this uh, this uh, report or this checklist or guide I put together, at the end of your planning, has many more ideas to think of. I, you know, I'll get into these maybe in upcoming months with itemized deductions and charitable contributions, gifting till the end of the year. Keep in mind, December 31st in most cases is in almost in, other than contributions to IRAs, well I shouldn't say other than that, but for the most part, that's the end of the tax year. and so if you missed an opportunity to put more into your 401k, that's too bad. you're starting over from square one January 1st. We also get into other things I don't want to get off on too many tangents here, but the other thing here's another thing with the 401k. in fact, I had a meeting this week with someone and we I talked to them about this they didn't know this. Um, if you look at the IRS code, all right, um, I get The exact number I can't, it's not exact, but I know if you're at 50 or over and even it's close to this either, even if you're under age 50, you can have what's called after-tax 401k contributions. What does that mean? That means once you hit the limit and this person had capped out, um, at 30,000, your, some plans allow you to do after-tax contributions. You can tell your provider, keep putting money into my 401k. It's called after tax. You can go up to $70,000. I think it's a little more than that. Do you wear that? I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. <laughs> it's offered. It's allowed. So you could say, put another 20, keep taking money out of my check. Take $5,000 a month out of my check and put it into the 401k after tax. Now it's not Roth and it's not tax, tax deferred money. It's not the traditional. What is it? It's called after tax contributions. Why would you do that? Why? Because if, if again, if your plan allows us, you need to find out. That extra 15 or 20,000. And by the way, I've done this. My wife's done it on her 401k. We've, I, the things I'm talking about, it's not like these are theoretical. I've done them. Okay. I do them every year. So um, um, this is called an after tax. So if your plan allows for you to do what's called an in service rollover. So these are another questions you can ask your 401k provider when you up your contributions to get to 30,000 and when you change your contributions to a Roth for a couple months this year uh, for the rest of the year. Um, the after tax, can I do after tax? And then you have the 15 or 20,000 extra in there. I don't care if it's 5,000. You can move that money. Again, if the plan allows, you can do a Roth conversion on that money. Say what? Yes. Roth conversion. (laughs) You can do a Roth conversion. Now you're doing a Roth conversion on money. You already paid tax on remember said it was after tax contributions. It is not tax deductible by the way, the contribution, You can do a Roth conversion on that. How much do you own taxes? Well, the answer is zero because it's after tax money. So now through my 401k, I got another 15, 20,000 into my Roth on top of my Roth contribution on top of my other Roth conversion. If I did that, see how this stuff starts adding up. Those are called after tax 401ks. That's in this report. So, and I'm just kind of, like I said, I'm just kind of scratching the surface on some of these ideas. And again, these are things we can be doing every year, right? As long as the tax code allows for it. As I said, the end of 2023, we got two more years, 2024 and 2025 for the Tax Cut and Jobs Act. If you want this information, again, it's the end of your planning checklist. I haven't touched other, a number of other things. And keeping in mind of getting, not only doing these things at the end of the year, but getting ready to hit the ground running in 2024. It sounds crazy, but it's going to come here sooner than you think. And so, you know, we're one year closer to retirement. We may be hitting certain, um, what I we call milestones, where maybe it's a year we can start taking Social Security or Medicare is going to kick in or now we can contribute more. All right? So if you want the information, I'll get this out to you. And also, I'll make one other offer here in a second. But give us a call, 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. I always say, look, if you want something specific, if you call in, We can't answer. We'll call you right back. We always call you right back. You know, say, hey, Tom, um, can I get some information on Social Security? We'll get you that. Hey, Tom, can I get some information on estate planning? I'm looking at putting some information. We'll get you that. Okay. So if there's something specific uh, that relates to your overall plan that I've touched upon, um, let me know. We'll get it out to you. Okay. We can customize this stuff. Um, so I've talked about a number of ideas here. Again, this is critical. Sometimes the timing, we're coming up against a deadline and we put it off, we put it off and there's nothing worse than when January comes or something happens, whatever it is in life, you think, Oh darn it. I forgot to do that. And the, the time has passed and sometimes it's innocent. I mean, many times it is, but then you've missed an opportunity. Don't miss this opportunity because it will impact your retirement. No question. I mean, if you give up more money to tax-free, is that going to have an impact? Absolutely. That means it's tax-free money the rest of your life. Um, And so, and these, again, these are things you can do um, going forward. And not only that, as I said, I think once you start getting more involved, okay, I get it. I'm in a 24% tax break. I'm in a 22, right? I get where I'm at. This means I should be doing this, that, or that. It'll start to help make you make some informed decisions by the way, if you – well, that's another thing. We'll, we'll get into some other things here. Um, but I uh, wanted to let you know. The other thing is, um, is uh, don't forget you have until the end of the year for required minimum distributions. Now, that has changed a little bit. The SECURE 2.0 Act, they had the SECURE Act setting every community up for Retirement Act. That's what that stands for. They did one in 2019, and they did another one. At the end of this year, you know, they're always changing the rules, but the point is you need to know the rules. And uh, I like to say, if it's the setting every community up for retirement act, that means it probably does the opposite because whatever they name it, just, just, you know, anyway, I don't, you know how I feel. Uh, But the point is your required distributions, they've upped it to age 73. Are you aware of that? Now that's going into next year. If you're 72 this year, you have to take required minimum distributions if you have an inherited IRA. So there's this a number of points here I wanna make about this. And by the way, Ross don't have required distributions. How about that? No required distributions, so you don't have to worry about it. This is just, there's a lot of other benefits that people don't talk about with these, conversions. Oh, I gotta pay the tax. Yes, you do, <laughs> okay, on the conversions, not on the contributions, but on the conversions. And so I always say, pay on the seed, not on the harvest. But what can that ultimately do, number one, it can give you more tax control down the road. You have no required minimum distributions, right? Out of a Roth, so you don't take money you may not want. Number one. Number two. Um, it can also put you in a position where you get more of your Social Security tax free, right? It can protect you from increased tax rates. If your tax rates go up and you got to pull money out of your IRA, well, now you got to even pay higher tax rates. I don't know what tax rates are going to be in the future. I think I mentioned our, our budget or our debt just hit 33 trillion by these people who should are basically criminals, quite frankly, by what they're doing. They're bankrupt in our country. But anyway, um, you know, so do you think tax rates are going to the future? I don't know. But I'm saying let's let's try to protect from those things. Um, additionally, it may uh, reduce what's called your Medicare premiums, the Irma. Right. Your Medicare premiums are based on your income. There's also an investment income tax. Like, believe it or not, it's net investment income. That was part of Obamacare. This stuff is just sickening. Anyway, um, and then on top of that, you know, for what it's worth, your children inherit it tax-free. So there's more, again, there's more moving parts to saying, well, I don't want to pay the tax. I'd rather pay it to, you give some thought to this. And I also talk about being, having what we call tax diversification. I want to get back to the required, dis- sorry, I want to get back to the required distributions here, but um, and understand that, and then just understand how that all works from inheriting IRAs as well, because a non-spouse beneficiary, obviously a child, a sibling, a friend, they cannot assume ownership of an IRA, right? So they have required distributions, and it's changed a little bit from where it was prior to 2019. Again, I think I was talking about the SECURE Act. I went off. Sorry. Um, You know. But um, I want to explain that, too, because this, all of these things, if we don't take action and understand these rules, we can get blindsided, whether tax rates increase, whether we accidentally disinherit someone or then we pass on taxes to someone or some beneficiaries are structured improperly. This is all part of your plan, and this is how we do it at, at Alpha Wealth Group. This is how I approach it. I had a couple in recently, like, you know, I because almost uh, every day I'm seeing yeah, I am every day, but, you know, we go through all of these things. We talked about their estate planning. We talked about doing some of these tax things. we talked about creating income they couldn't outlive. This is what we do. This is what I help people with, right? I'm an investment advisor rep. We do active money management, but we also do a state. We have a state planning attorney that does all that. I do things to try to put you in a better place from taxing. I help you with your social security decision. We do that. So let me say, anybody that, you know, is, is listening and says, you know, look, I think there's some areas here I want to look at. I really want to sit down and test my plan and know where I stand. That's what we do. And we also, you know, put an entire plan together. You know, my, 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 uh, my uh, mantra here, five pieces to your plan. Do you have income you can't outlive? Are you trying to minimize taxes? That's the second piece. Do you have an investment plan you can stick with and you're comfortable with? Are you protecting the pot of money from the unforeseen events like a long-term illness premature death, whatever else, liability exposure. And then do you have an estate and legacy plan that controls assets during your life and down to your children? Do you have those five things in place? Well, this is an opportunity if you want to meet with me. You'll meet with me personally. We'll go through all of this. We'll do a complete analysis. We'll test your plan. We'll look at Social Security decision, which I'm going to talk about coming up. All of this. If you want to take advantage of it, I call it the complete, complete retirement plan customized for you. 630 934 1855 If you want to take advantage of that, 630-934-1855. Coming up, we have much more to get into. Stick around. You'll see Tom Fortino on AM560, The Answer.
0: I've heard people say that too much of anything is not good for you, baby. But I don't know about that. There's been a time we've loved and we've shared love and made love. It doesn't seem to me like it's enough. It's just not enough. Baby. It's just not enough.
1: All right. Man, what a way to come back. Barry White. You know, I just had to wait till he came back in. You know, you got to let him finish talking. It doesn't get much better than that. I love it. Well, actually, that song was released, I Can't Get Enough of Your Love Baby. You know, Barry White, on your iTouch or iPod or whatever you want to call it, you need to get it. He's got quite a few. You're you're my everything. I can't remember the name of the other song. But anyway, that song was released this week. I think it was 1974. So there you go. Anyway, I'm ready to go. If that doesn't get your, you know, as a friend of mine used to say with certain songs, he's a uh, he's a jazz musician, but he'd say with certain songs, if that doesn't get your, you know, your body doesn't start moving. You must be in a body cast. So uh, anyway, that said, we got a lot to talk about today um, besides Barry White. So uh, today we've, we're cu- talking about getting uh, getting to this end of year. I know you're saying, Tom, it's three months away. It's a little, yes, it is. But we're going into the fourth quarter. As I said at the be- in the in the um, in the uh, first segment, um, you know we know time go- passes quickly. I don't know how many of you have said, looked at your calendar, scheduled something. So, oh my God, it's October already, which is coming up. Right, this is how it works, and so we don't want to procrastinate. I, I talked about that study by this John Ferrari, a professor of psychology at DePaul, who said around twenty percent of U.S. Adult, adults are chronic procrastinators, and you could be an active procrastinator or, or a passive procrastinator. You're a procrastinator regardless. But it's I just thought it was kind of funny how passive procrastinators are what you would think, right? They delay tasks because they have trouble making decisions. Active procrastinators, they delay tasks on purpose. Now that sounds crazy, but it's because they're working under pressure. You know, the fact that they're delaying it, that working under pressure and to the last minute is a challenge to them. It, It excites them. So I guess in a way it's still procrastinating, so let's not do that. Okay. So my point is you have until the end of the year there's a deadline coming up. We have until the end of the year to do Roth conversions. We have until the end of the year. Uh, to do max out our 401k, to do what I talked about previously about these after-tax 401k, 401k contributions, which you can go up to 70,000 in your plan. That's in this report. Okay. You have until the end of the year. I want to get it back into the required minimum distributions. I still want to talk about the social security because in October, they're going to add, they're going to have the cost of living. They're going to add to that. You need to be aware of some of these things. I, I'm a big fan. You know, they say knowledge is power. It may seem a little cliche, but There's so many rules and I think all too often this industry and others make it too complicated. It really isn't. As I said, you know, there's five pieces to your plan. That's it. That's my retirement planning guide. Let me offer this again. I want to offer the end of your planning checklist. I want to offer, I'll put the retirement planning guide in there too, which gets into the five pillars of your retirement plan. That's what I talk about being complete and I want to include the tax table in there for you. So you can start understanding where you're at and moves you can make to put you in a better place down the road. So if you want that information, 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855 um, to get this information. The end of your planning checklist. Many ideas in there. This is something you can do every year, that's my opinion, and uh, get you more engaged, put you in a better spot, and then you can kind of re- rinse and repeat. Going into next year, too, you can get, set you up for some things as well, I hope. Uh, so I hope you take advantage of that and don't procrastinate. So let me get back to the required minimum distributions. This is another example you have until the end of the year. You know, if that, that time clicks, I know it's the father time, then it goes to the New Year babies on the New Year side. Well, you know, twelve uh, 1201, you've lost an opportunity to do a number of things. Now, um, the other thing is you have have, some requirements, which is, it's called a required minimum distribution. When you reach a certain age on these IRAs, traditional IRAs, traditional form cases, you have required minimum distributions, right? There's what's called a uniform table. You can look it up. It doesn't matter if you're married, single, it doesn't matter. Uh, there is an exception if one spouse is 10 years older, we don't need to get into that. But my point is it does, again, it doesn't matter. You use the same table. And the first thing you divide by first year you'll see on the table is a number it's 27.4. You divide by 27.4. So let's keep it simple. If you have 274,000 in an IRA, divide by 27.4, that's 10,000. That is your required distribution. Now, 27.4 is is dividing by 27.4 is kind of the similar similar to just taking 3.6%. Why don't they just show 3.6%? It's the government. They got to make everything difficult. The next year, you divide by 26.5. The next year, you divide by 25.6. The next year, you divide by 24.7. You see what's happening? The number's going down. So each year as you age, you have to divide by a smaller and smaller number. The idea is you have to take out more and more. Pay the tax, whatever it is. Could tax more on your Social Security. We talked about that. Doesn't matter. That is your required distribution. If you choose not to take it or you forget to take it, the penalty has been reduced by the Secure Act. It's only 25% now. Isn't that nice? It used to be 50. So I guess it's a lot better, but 25%. So in my example, if your required distribution is 10000 your penalty is 2500 if you forget to take it. Got a check to the government. $2,500. bucks. is not that nice? Um, and then you owe the tax too, by the way. <laughs> hey, God help us. Um, so... <clears throat> just be aware of that. So let's not forget these deadlines, you know. We some that's why we you've heard this reference many times in this industry they call the IRA the tax time bomb because it's not uncommon for people to say, "You know what? I just don't want to take it. I don't need it. I got to pay tax on it." And you put it off and it keeps growing and growing and growing and then boom, you got to take the money out. Okay? And so we want to try to avoid. It. That's why again, I, I you hear me talk a lot about getting money to tax free because there are no required distributions and when you take it out it's not taxable. The other the other thing about required distributions I want to mention is that uh, prior to twenty nineteen, so if you inherited an IRA from a parent or a non-spouse uh, maybe you know five years ago or more, four years ago, whatever it is, um, you have also have required distributions. It's based on your single life expectancy. Eh, whatever. Not the uniform table. But anyway, um so you can stretch it out over your lifetime. So you have to take a little bit every year. You can take as much as you want. It's the same thing in IRAs. But you have a minimum required distribution. And the same thing applies, a 25% penalty. For those of you that have inherited IRAs, that's how that works, right? Um, and you got to pay the tax on it. And so um, just be aware of that. Now, if you've inherited 2019 or after, um, you have 10 years. Now. See, what they did is they, they, they shrunk down. Um, So it's kind of we give you something, we take away something. So they increased the required minimum distribution age. The age has started to take required minimum distributions if you own it. But they also reduced the amount if you inherit an IRA from a parent, a sibling, a friend. You have 10 years to exhaust the account, right? So that's a little different than being able to stretch it out over your life expectancy. Um, But let's be aware of some of those things. The other comment I'll make... since this kind of bleeds into, maybe not the best word, but again, flows into estate planning and what I talk about, beneficiary designations. This is why it's it's important. And I've come across this before. You know, I say, do a beneficiary audit. Have you looked at all your accounts, life insurance, IRAs? In this case, I'm talking about retirement accounts. Those are beneficiary driven assets, right? So whether you have a trust or a will, unless you name those documents as a beneficiary, they have nothing to do with these accounts, nothing. They're not flowing through your, your estate planning documents, which is not a bad thing. But they will go to, if your spouse is the primary, the spouse has what's called spousal rollover privileges. Um, be careful because, again, the spouse can assume ownership of the retirement account as though it was theirs. There is not a required distribution like the 10-year, right? So be careful with, um, with how you set that up because if you take it as, a, as the spouse and you own it, you can maybe do Roth conversions. So you have you have some. It's a, I think it's just a better situation, and then um, name the children as the contingent beneficiaries. Um, typically, it's the easiest way to do it. You can name a trust as a beneficiary, right? But it's my opinion. Typically, it is a general comment with beneficiary designations. Um, um, you know, I, it's easier, especially with taxable accounts, as opposed to it flowing through the trust and having to deal with it being stretched out through the trust. It's just kind of a pain. That's, again, my opinion. There's not a right or wrong answer, and it depends on your situation. But I guess some, one of the takeaways this is, and this is in this end of year, some of the other things that there's not technically a deadline, but things that you want to review at the end of the year, kind of do an end of year review. One of these is your estate plan. You know, take a look at it. See how it was set up. Have things changed during the year? Are your beneficiaries set up properly? Do a beneficiary audit. When was the last time you confirmed all your beneficiaries on your plans? Do you know who they are? Who's your primary? Who is your contingent? Do you have the trust named as beneficiary or are there children? And so on. Is your spouse first? Or is there someone, If you know, I've had people I've met with in the past. They were divorced and they still had their ex-spouse as a beneficiary. And that was not what they wanted. But we uncovered that. OK, so if you want this this end of your planning checklist, there's much more in this. It's really a guide. It's a report that gets into all of these ideas. OK, I'll get that out to you. As I said, I can't get into everything today, but this is a way. So it's in your hand. You can read through it um, and uh, and start to do some things before the end of the year. We'll get it out to you. There's no cost or obligation. 630-934-1855. 6309341855 to get the end of your plan checklists. I'm going to talk about these in upcoming because there's other things that as we get closer, you know, like unrealized capital gains and losses and doing some things within your accounts. We'll talk about those things that you you might want to take a look at deductions that you can have prior to the end of the year. We'll talk about those. I'm not I, we don't have time today, but that's in this report. So if you want it Use it as a guide. There's going to be some, I'm confident there'll be ideas in there that will make a difference in your plan and put you in a better place down the road. Okay, six three zero nine three four eighteen fifty five. 934 1855 And again, if you want something specific, I mean, I know I just talked about beneficiary designations. We have a report called Bulletproofing Your Beneficiaries. We have a report called Six Essential Documents, and that goes into having a trust and powers of attorney. If you want information on the estate planning, I'm more than happy to get that out to you. But I think you can see how, that's why I always talk to you. It's about about one thing. It's not about growing a pile of money and picking it. It's not about getting to a number. It's about all of these things. I hope you can see that. Five pieces to your plan. That's the five pillars to your retirement plan that we talk about. I believe if you have all of those five pieces in place or at least address them, there's no perfect plan. But you're going to be in a much better spot and hopefully not get blindsided and be in more control. These are all good things for you and your family. And so if you want that retirement planning guide, we'll include that as well. Let me, um, let me get, I wanted to talk about this. I'm sorry. Cause you get, you, you know, this is what happens when you start getting into some of these things. Um, and I don't mean to confuse when I go into these ideas. That's why I said, if we can boil it down to five things, this is a simple way to look at it. Okay. That's my checklist. So for example, one of the pieces and the number one piece in our pill and our five pillars is having an income plan. You can go down, the. you can use, I don't know how many different um, surveys you have to look at, and it always Allianzetti, down the, Transamerica, they have these studies. And uh, the number one concern is outliving your money. Of course, why wouldn't it be? I mean, it's kind of an obvious thing. You need paychecks, you need money. <clears throat> and you hear about income planning separate from investments. And I, you know, I have these meetings all the time. And one of the things I do, and for those of any of you come in, we go through this. I want to define your income. Do you know what your income sources are? I had someone come in recently, uh, the spouse, one spouse was going to have $40,000 a year of income at 67. Now I'm going to talk about the cost of living, right? They're going to, in October, they're going to increase it. Last year was 8.7 because of inflation. Cause these idiots that are, you know, um, you know, printing so much money and doing these things, you know, they sabotage themselves and everybody, but 8.7%, your, your social security would increase. So if you're looking at your social security today and it's 2,500 a month, okay. Um, it'll be different next year if if they're they're guessing it's going to be about 4%. So this is why I always say stay on top of these things, update it. If you you go to ssa.gov, run your Social Security report, it's going to change next year. More than likely, it's not – there's actually actually been years it's been zero. And in the past 20 years, there have been three years it was zero. Imagine that. Boy, the good old days when we didn't have inflation like this. But um, last year, 8.7. The year before, 59 and so if you have a $2,500 benefit, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, it's increased by, let's say, 4%, whatever that number, let's just say, it's going to be 2600 next year, right? And, and then if there's a delayed, if you wait another year, there's a delayed retirement credit. You know, every year you defer, it grows by 8% per year, right? On top of the cost of living. So you want to understand what your benefits are going to be. So if you're looking at a benefit that's uh, if you run social security and you're saying, okay, I'm 60 today. I'm looking at my benefit at 67 and it's 3000 a month. Well, it's going to be higher than that when you get there. Right now they factored in the, the higher delayed retirement credit. That's what it will be at the 8% per year. But now the cost of living, it could be 3,500 by the time you get there. I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing because of inflation, but they do factor in inflation right now in social security. And so my point is, um, these are things we want to know from the income planning. So I had this couple come in, I'm sorry, $40,000 was his, his benefit. The spouse's benefit was like 500 a month. Okay, so I explained to them, you know, there's a spousal benefit and it's separate from your retirement benefits. So you would get up to half of your spouse's benefits. So this one spouse that had 40, that meant the other spouse would get 20000 as a spousal benefit, not the retirement benefit. So that's $60,000 of income. I went through this on the board. I said, okay, here's your income. There was a pension on top of that. And so the point I was making as we sat there is I said, you know, here we are. We can say it's pretty definitive. By the time you retire, and let's say so, their pension was about $40,000, and forty. Well, that's easy, $100,000. you are going to have $100,000 of income. That's the paycheck every month, 100000 Separate from that, they had, um, you know, close to a million dollars of investments, God bless them, doing a great job. This is why, again, I'm I'm so lucky to be in doing what I do. And I can see these people's hard work all come together and I can help get it where things start working together. But, you know, that was the thing I said, you know, he may delay until 70. It depends. They don't have to make a decision today. They're not going to retire for maybe five or six years. And, uh, you know, they're not there yet, but they're talking five years from now. And here's the beauty of it. So if he waits, let's say he turns 67, he says I'm gonna, I'm not going to turn on my social security right now at 40. I'm going to let I'm going to delay it. Guess what? It grows by 8% every year all the way to 70. So now his benefit could be 51,000. Right? Why would you do that? Well, the higher benefit not only stays for the rest of his life, if he passes away, the spouse now gets that higher benefit. These are irrevocable decisions. So we have to be very careful and understand these parts of our planning. Can we rock, lock in that, that social security benefit? Can we lock in the income and have an income plan? So I talk about three ideas. Investments are one of them. Certainly if you have dividends or interest and all those things, that certainly can be part of your plan. Those are not guaranteed income. Social security is a lifetime income. It comes in, you know, the test, right? Three things. Um, it comes in, uh, comes in regardless of the market. It comes in regardless of what you have in savings and investment. And it comes in at any age, 67, 87, 97. It's coming in. That's true on a pension. That's true on social security. I've talked about annuities, looking at those. Um, Those can come in for a lifetime. They do. Okay. If they set, they're ones you set them up. Um, In addition to that, you can set them up for a joint lifetime income. So think about that. You know, again, a lot of opinions on this stuff. You deserve to get the information. So you know, I'm tying all of this in um, with things that we we want to stay on top of. End of year planning. What are some things we can do prior to the end of the year? Let's get engaged. Let's not procrastinate, right? Um, understand our Social Security benefits. If you haven't gone to SSA.gov, go there. Keep in mind, they will change next year. You can rerun them every year. Understand what your income is going to be when you retire. Because if I said to you, as I said to these people, look, you're going to have about $100,000 of income. That's regardless of what you have in savings and you still have maybe, you know, close to a million in savings. And by the way, if you wait another five years, that's going to be higher. We can guesstimate. We're not going to be to the penny. But if I told you you're going to have $100,000 of income, okay, plus you'll have about 1.2 million investments. How do you feel about that? We're starting to provide clarity. Now, we do a much deeper dive in the analysis. I run a complete Social Security analysis. I analyze their plan and test it. We, we look at tax strategies, as we said, we do everything. But this is why, you know, we want to have this information. And I want you to understand how some of these things work. The Social Security decision is an important decision, right? <clears throat> Understanding the decision is an important part of that and being informed, right? And so um, this is why I, I, you know, I have a report on the Social Security decision. It just gives you the generalities of what does this mean to wait? What does it mean with the two benefits, a spousal benefit and a retirement benefit? In this in this example, I can defer it. It grows by 8% plus the cost of living every year. That higher benefit stays for both our lives. If you have a pension, the survivor benefit, which we talked about with this couple, they think they're going to pick a 75 or you know 100% benefit. That will stay for both their lives. And then you can use an annuity, which will give you income for both your lives as well. So now we solve another, I shouldn't say solve, we help another part of your plan is, what happens if a spouse passes away? That's part of this asset protection piece. Separate, now you're protecting the income, right? I've given the study before. It was in a nationwide white paper. One spouse outlives the other. In um, in uh, almost half of, of married couples, one spouse outlives the other by 10 years or more. What does your plan say? And this is why this stuff is important. End of your planning, income planning, all of this stuff, getting involved. So let me offer that information, or getting engaged, I should say. I'll offer that end of your planning checklist. If you want the information on the Social Security decision, the cost of living is going to, it's going to increase by a certain amount. And that you'll see that come out in October. But you have to factor that in. That means your benefit's going to be just a little bit higher. I also factor in inflation when I do test your plan. So um, I'll make those two offers. If you want the information, the end of your planning checklist, Roth conversions, Roth 401ks, or maxing out your 401k plan after tax 401ks. You have to set up HSAs before the end of the year. That's all tax-free too, by the way. I didn't talk about that. Required distributions, gifting, and so on. That's in this. And I'll include the tax table. And if you want information on the Social Security, I'll include that. 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. This is what it's about, right? I mean, I know I'm limited each month. We're here every, every Saturday at 9 a.m. I try to give you ideas, actionable items. I hope I've delivered on that but I also try to get the information in your hands so you can read through it and take your time putting it together and then understanding what it means to have a retirement plan, right? What does that mean? Again, it's not about getting to a number. That's great and it's laudable, but getting to a number is not a plan. You know, having an income plan, having a tax plan, having an investment plan, minimizing taxes, income that comes in throughout your life and your spouse's life and as much of it as is tax-free as possible right? Those are the first two pieces. Then I say, I have an investment plan where if I want to pull money out, I've got the checks coming in every month. Well, I'm going to pull 20,000 out because I want to take a nice trip or do some things or I'm going to give to a grandchild. And then I have this protection piece, God forbid something happens in the event the spouse passes away or a long-term illness or disability, whatever. And then I have an estate and legacy plan that controls assets with powers of attorney, living trusts and so on. This is it. This is being complete. If you want to take advantage of that, too, let me offer that. That I call. That's where you meet with me personally. And I think this is, you know, it just is because it's specific to you. I can send you out all the information you want, I will. You can come to our class, and you should. Go through our website. But to be run specific for you, I like to say throw everything in a box. Come on in. Um, That first meeting will accomplish a lot, I'll tell you that. You'll have a very clear picture just in the first meeting. I get this a lot. Hey, this makes sense. I get it. I understand. Now, we'll take steps beyond that and really do a deep dive. I'll run the numbers for you. You'll see where you stand. You'll see some ideas and try to put you in a better spot. Again, if you want to take advantage of that, give us a call. 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855 to get the information as well as schedule a time you want to come on in. It will be fun. I'm a fun guy, I think. <laughs> and it will, It'll be pretty laid back. It's, this is not a sales pitch. It's, it's to, to give you some good information and to really understand and provide clarity to you. The other thing I say is hopefully not only will you walk out of a plan and ideas to put you in a better spot for you and your family, but hopefully it's going to reduce a little bit of the stress and provide a lot of clarity for you. That's my goal. 630-934-1855. As always, we're here every week at 9 a.m. every Saturday. The Alpha Wealth Hour. Thank you for listening. I hope you've gotten some good ideas. As always, everyone, have a blessed week and let's get to work.
0: Annuity guarantees rely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurer. Any references to production benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products or services. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc. The Alpha Wealth Hour, presented by the Alpha Wealth Group. For more information about anything you heard on the show, call 800-748-3185. That's 800-748-3185.